You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, fire Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast live in person uh, together for the first time in two years. I, I mean, live in person. This, there's no crowd or audience. It's just us uh, in live in person. Uh, and by us, I mean I'm Ryan Nightseed, the host as always. And with me as always is my other co-host, uh, Mikey Manfredi, the spicy nug himself. Mikey, we're, we're together for the first time in over two years of doing the show. We're recording in the same room. That is true. I can see you. You're like right in front of me. I can just like reach out and touch you. It's crazy. Get out of here. Also, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Also, now I'm picturing us doing the show with a live studio audience, which obviously is impossible in these unprecedented times, uh, as they say. Yes. Uh, but like, if it wasn't, that would be cool. That would be awesome to get a lot. It'd be hard to do a podcast with a live studio audience, though, because they, I feel like they'd make a lot of noise. <laughs> no, people, podcasts do live studio audience stuff all the time. I don't know. They do. I, I, are you telling me none of the podcasts you... My brother, my brother, me, microwaves, they always do podcasting for a live audience. That's true. That's true. I was <laughs> imagine... I was like 100%... No, no, you're, you're right. Them. You're right. You're right. You also seen them live. You've seen them... You've been in the audience for a live podcast. What are you talking about? Shut up. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Mikey, I'm excited to record. It's obviously going to be weird... Um, recording like in person i feel it's, i don't know it's gonna be a new energy for sure i don't think I, it's gonna be different i don't think it's gonna be weird i think it's gonna be different but i think it's gonna be interesting we're gonna have a de- way different energy in the show here uh because we are not virtual we are all just in this room yes and i can also like now give you like cues with my eyes i'd be like i'm gonna I'm, like look at you and be like oh i'm about to talk to mikey <laughs> The bits, the we, bits, the, the bits we could do now. The bits, all of our bits. Um, anyways, and we obviously we're here. Uh, you and I have driven here with our friend Zach Batista because we are going to be in attendance for the collective GCW's. Is it, I guess is it. Assume it's the whole thing. No, Black Label President. You know the collective, just a collection. I mean, of, it's all under GCW, right? Technically, because well, it's, it's, it's called Pro? GCW the collective. I guess it's They're true. the ones who kind of put it together. I guess that's true. Um, but we are here in attendance for The Collective, which is in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, we have driven slash flown over to Indianapolis, Indiana from our various locations of states. and <laughs> We have traveled to Indianapolis, Indiana for these independent wrestling shows. Yes, the Indy Indianapolis, Indiana event of the century <laughs> is The Collective. The Indy 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 Show. Uh, I actually saw on Twitter today, uh, kind of timestamp us October tenth, Saturday, of the collective. The timestamp of I saw a thing that the Marion County officials, government or whatever, uh, named this weekend a holiday or whatever, saying it's a the Independent Wrestling Weekend holiday or something. I love it. So yeah, that is that happened I guess today. Um, but yeah, uh, we are. This is if you're hearing this, honestly. Uh, <laughs> We're recording this before the actual collective, where all the shows we go to, uh, starts. 
So, uh, so by the time you're listening to this, the shows have already ended. But we're very excited. We got five shows: Spring Break, Black Label Pro, Bloodsport, Shimmer, and Freelance. Uh, and we're all excited to see these. But like I said, we're not just alone. We came with our friend, and of course, of course we already teased it. But he is here with us today. Uh, that is Zach Batista. Zach, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic on this wonderful noon, morning, whatever you want to call it. I'm doing great. I'm very excited for the collective in general. I'm also excited for to be back. This yes. time to be more involved. This time, as opposed to just rating it. Yeah, last time you 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 when you came on the show, you rated uh, the our two cards that we presented, and this time you've brought your own booked version of NXT. Yes, sir. You've shaved your head. You're now the king of kings, <laughs> uh, and you are and you are triple Hing uh, this paper. The beard's on his way. But... Does that make Does that make you Paul Heyman? Oh, he's not. He's not booking. I'm, no, we're both Bruce Pritchard. Oh, oh man, God, that's Wait, so... so. With our powers combined, we are <laughs> Bruce Pritchard. What an awful, awful way to <laughs> Wonder Twins form of Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible oh Wonder God. Twins. They got turned into anything. That's I never, I never knew the Wonder Twins. All I knew for my reference point for that joke for many years was the Fairly Odd Parents bit, where they oh. it was like everyone was a superhero or something. Yeah, and I think Cosmos is like form of bucket of water, and that's all he can do. Yeah, form of a bucket of water, <laughs> and it just sits there. I love Wonder it. Wonder Twins are a very interesting superhero oh. team. What do you mean? Just in the just the fact that like they have to be together always to do anything, it yeah. makes it really easy for villains to be like, "Hey, here's a plan, separate them, and they're useless." Yeah, I love that. Like part of coming up with a superhero is that what part of their power is like kind of like asinine in the sense that like if they just if one thing happens, they can't work it anymore. Like I was watching The Boys recently. Uh, which is really, really good. I've heard good things about that show. I've watched the first season. I've not gotten to the second season yet. Okay, well, not huge spoilers, but there is a person in the show uh, who has, like, a new character who has, like, superpowers. They have, like, telekinesis powers, but they can only, like, control things with their hands. So, like, um, that's all I got. I guess that's actually all I have to say about it. Did you know that... But I guess that's a bit. The downside is, like, I can't use my mind. I have to use my hands to do something. Did you know uh, that in, I believe this is... A, this has gone great so far. This, Mike this is, is a new, this is a, this is a new Earth character. This is, there is a uh, villain uh, named Snowflame. I don't know why. Just, all of this conversation reminded me of it. And uh, there is a villain and his main power. Can you guess? Based on his name, Snowflame, can you guess what his power is? He melts snow. He melts snow? Not, yes. Not he has fire and ice powers? No. He can melt things, but only snow. <laughs> Zach, what do you think Snowflame does? I was going to say this better be something related to snow somehow being on fire or made of fire. No, Snowflame's power is that he gets more powerful the more cocaine he takes. <laughs> oh my. Wow. And, and, you, and you said this was written in the 70s? Sometime around then. Oh, my God. Man, just a brick uh, of he cocaine. Is, he is a DC uh, property. That is like straight up out of the seventies. That is like the the actual writers of that comic book was like, I'm just gonna write myself. <laughs> Snowflame is a comic villain from DC's ill-starred New Guardian series, whose entire shtick is that he snorts cocaine and it gives him superpowers. I like that he's a villain. <laughs> I would hope he's not a hero. 
<laughs> yes, kids, smoke cocaine. No, my bad. Sniff cocaine. You'll get stronger. Obviously, Zach does not do cocaine. That's a good sign. <laughs> he doesn't know how to do it. I don't know why. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm get, we're di- diverging too much. I'm revealing too much. Anyways, the collective. We're here. We're here also. We're not even doing collective stuff. We're not, we're not doing cocaine. We're not doing wrestling. We're talking about booking. No, no, no. We are doing wrestling. Oh, yes. We're booking our own version. Man, this intro. God, if only this wasn't the second intro we've done today. <laughs> hey, they don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> too late. Uh, we are here booking. If you're new to the show... Very weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> what a start to that. Weird, weird place to start. Very sorry about that. Uh, but if you're, yeah, like I said, if you're new to this, what we do every single week is that Mikey and I book our own versions of both Raw and SmackDown. Uh, four to five matches, five segments, so a bunch of promos and whatnot. So every single week we booked our own versions of that. We've been doing it for over two years now. And sometimes we have guests. And today we have Zach Batista who's booking his own version of NXT, like we've already said. Yes, I am taking over from your last guest. I tried to work with what he gave me, and I have made a card that I believe is amazing. How how was it booking like a full TV show for the first time? It's fucking hard, man. <laughs> like I had a, one angle here that you'll know because I'll be very excited when I talk about it. And I had one match for it, and I was like, all right. And once that got put, I looked, and I was like, oh, I need like at least four matches. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I need to do the rest of the card. Basically, oh, yeah. No. And I was like, the hardest part for me was the promos because I'm like, I have to write for these people. I'm like, shit. I was like, well, gonna try my best. I'm gonna do what I think sounds cool and what I think they might say. And uh, yeah, he was hoping that it sounds as good in my head as it does. Yeah, you kind of just have to hope for the best at that point. You're kind of like, okay, well, let's see how it goes. But yeah, it's it's always I've always found it very interesting because it's it's r- difficult to do because you have a lot of things in the air. But it's very satisfying because, and and you've only done like one episode. Mm-hmm. A thing I've learned from doing this for a very long time, and I don't know if Mikey agrees or not, but a thing I've learned about doing this for a very long time is that when you book one episode, it's like you know you're putting it all together. But when you have like the full storyline and like pieces start falling together, like I have one. I have one storyline on today's episode, which is like, oh, perfect. When I was like coming up with like, oh, what do I do here now? It was like it just kind of fit together perfectly because they were available. So I was like, oh, I'm going to use them right now. Uh, and, I, and then obviously I, I will be using them right now. Uh, but it's it's very satisfying. It's mm-hmm. like it's when the neurons fire and you're like, oh, here we go. It's perfect. Especially when you get to that, uh, especially if you're building to like a big like blow off match or like a big like a, a big moment. And that moment finally hits and play and kind of plays out. And you see my favorite thing is booking a big moment and then yeah. seeing Ryan's reaction. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And, be, and reacting to those big moments. Yeah. Well, let's make some more moments together, Mikey and Zach. Uh, let's start off by booking. Aww. I'm going to show you, show you what I've written for Monday Night Raw. And I've been t- see- teasing it already. This is the best book match in history of Monday Night Raw. It is Alistair Black versus Bo Dallas. God damn it. <laughs> Guys, just you've to- been baiting me all morning with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. About, about the best match you've ever booked. And I was like, huh, me and Ryan have booked matches together. So this must be a good one if he's saying it's the best match he's ever booked. And I just got, I can't believe you did that to me. Hours. I- hours he talked this match up. Are you telling me this match isn't good? Think about it. Think about why. Why would I say this is the best book match I've ever done? I forgot you had Bo Dallas on your card. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
moving right along into the next. It, it, but I'm not, I'm, I moved right along without even saying who won. Uh, it's Alistair Black. Come on, guys. It's, a it's Alistair Black. Yeah, Got it's a squash kicked match. in the face. Yeah. Easy. Alistair Black just fucking uh, kicks Bo Dallas's skull right off of his neck like he promised to do to Bray Wyatt last dun, week. Dun, dun. Uh, so that actually brings us straight into the next segment, which is a Firefly Funhouse pops up in the Titan. I can't drum. believe Bo Dallas died. Yeah, he's dead now. Uh, Bray Wyatt tells Black that he's loved what he said last week. Knocking a head off a body sounds wonderful. Uh, but you're missing the point here. Why is here. everyone so stoked about decapitation on Raw? You guys okay? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, you can't demand. Uh, you, but you're missing the point here, Al. You can't demand anything of us. We are only the mediators. This is the only way to get Keith Lee back, uh, and that is by giving us your soul. Uh, Zach, just a little backstory if, if you don't remember. Uh, Keith Lee got kidnapped. I remember this. The Fiend slash Bray Wyatt says he knows where. A little birdie told him he knows where Keith Lee is, and he's willing to get him for Aleister Black. But Aleister Black will have to give up his soul. Who was like, who was like, hmm, this really creepy guy uh, who has two personalities and can kill me with a snap of his finger. I'll talk to him. I don't know. You said I'll that tell, last week. I'll tell him where Keith Lee is. You questioned that last week, and I have yet to give an answer. Who's, who's like, you know what I want to do today? Be Bray Wyatt's informant. Usually, usually, I think my answer, my, my answer that last week, it was like, I have no idea. But I also know for a fact that like eventually I'll come up with something, and the answer will come up. Like, I, when, I think, it, when have I booked something here where the answer didn't wasn't revealed? What what I'm thinking is that Bray Wyatt just happened to be around when someone let it slip that they might have an idea of where Keith Lee is, and then uh, Bray Wyatt like kind of interrogated them until they gave it up. Possibly, that's what I'm feeling. Fair enough. Mm. He has spooky power, as far as I'm concerned. It's true. This is true. Uh, the doorbell rings, and uh, uh, out. Ding dong. <laughs> Thank you, Mikey, for the the foley. Uh, behind him, that door behind the Firefly Funhouse, Bray gets excited, and the uh, mailman hand comes out and gives a package to Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Why is the idea of just like a hand with a package going through the door, and that's it? Yeah, that's it. Uh, he grabs it. Bray Wyatt grabs it, opens it up. And what's inside of the package is a Alistair Black Crow puppet. Is it Alistair Crowey? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know you. what that is. I love and hate mind. you so much right now. Uh, Bray is all excited, but he admits that it, he's, it's missing life, Al. At Hell in a Cell, we will give this new friend life when he takes yours. Is the only exchange, Al, non-negotiable. Then... I don't think I don't think that's how it works. I don't think I don't think you being like no you, the terms of the deal between me and you are like only I get to pick them. Like I don't yes. know about that. <laughs> yeah, well he's a villain, so <laughs> he's a demon, so I guess that's what it is. I, yeah, I guess so. When you strike deals with the devil, you can't really like deny it because <laughs> it's the devil. I feel like I, I continue. <laughs> the hurt the hurt hand pops up. Bray Wyatt listens to it and says, "Hey, he has a great idea." You know this. This is gonna be. This is all part of your fate, Al. This is your destiny. You can't back out, or you know, or find a different way. So to make sure he gets what he wants, he will take you to hell himself. In a hell in a cell match. Nice. Goodbye. And then he waves off. <laughs> I swear to God, every time you do an intense fiend, an intense Bray Wyatt promo where he mentions the fiend and gets all scary, and then you just go. Goodbye! It gets me every time. 
Thank you. Thank I, you. I still hold to the theory that he's going to take so many people's souls that the roster's going to get depleted, and they're going to have to beat him, and I cannot wait for that. Yes. Oh, well, you're, you're saying that, like, he turns him into puppets? Yes. He, every like, every like person progressively, he beats, he the baby face, and, and eventually maybe heel roster goes down. Maybe he becomes champion, and then someone's going to have to beat him. But, you know, the draft. We need the also. baby face to beat Bray Wyatt and free all the souls trapped inside the puppets. He becomes the big boss. Big boss man. Uh, moving right along, backstage, Ricochet. He's talking to a road agent uh, when MVP walks up. Ricochet gets you know sort of guarded and you know tells MVP to stop bothering him. MVP, if you don't know, Zach has been sort of asking continuously, like, hey, can I be your manager and all this stuff? I have wealth of knowledge, wealth of experience. I take it on, Sheamus. Ricochet has respectfully denied him every Here's my time. resume. Here's a cover letter. Here's a cover letter. Uh, I got these chains that say MVP 305. So you know who I am always. Yeah, it's a name, it's a name tag. Uh, MVP tells Ricochet that he's got nothing to worry about. Uh, what? No, I missed it. Yeah, uh, Ricochet, he says he's got nothing to worry about. I know I've been coming on a little strong as of late, but hey, when I see talent, I want to cultivate it. Plus, I got an offer for you. Everyone's got deals on Monday Night Raw, apparently. <laughs> uh, I talked to my guys in the back, and they told me that next week you're getting a title shot at Sheamus's Intercontinental Championship, the title that Ricochet's been looking for for the past couple weeks. The only nice. the only catch is that you have to have one last match, and that match is going to be against me, Ricochet MVP. <gasps> Ooh. So, I'm going to extend my own offer to you, Rick. Uh, I will forfeit my match, allowing you a bye directly into next week's title shot. All you have to do is let me manage you, Ricochet. This is all you got to do. What do you say? And he extends his hand. Um, you know, Ricochet, he's thinking about it. What he's got to do. Uh, is he going to go down this one path of MVP? Is he going to go on his own? He says, look, MVP, I truly value your friendship and interest in managing me. But I've gotten to this point in my career by being the one and only I was the king of the independents. I came to NXT and grinded again until I became champion. Sure, I got moved to the main roster. You know, admittedly, I've had my stumbles, but nothing is perfect. It's all part of the grind. It's not that I don't need you, MVP. It's that I know for a fact that I can prove myself here and beat Sheamus next week. So I'll see you tonight. I'll see you tonight. Why'd you say it like that? Because <laughs> I, I was being ricochet. <laughs> That was, I don't know. That felt no, I was sexy. Being MVP, like uh, like, uh, ooh, like going ooh. back at Ricochet, like no, I'll see you tonight. Ooh, uh, moving I'll right see you along. tonight in that ring. Zach, thoughts on that? I am very excited to see where this goes because as I, as I have uh, thought about, I, well, I thought about it, and I was like, you know, Ricochet as a heel would be really cool, but I'm curious to see where the uh, MVP angle goes because he seems really adamant about it, and uh, it should be good for the uh, IC title uh, scene especially depending on who wins that match. I th- I think I think it comes with a better story if he takes MVP's offer here cuz it'll lead to more it'll lead to a cool heelish Ricochet, but I think in terms of Ricochet's character, I don't think he'll take the deal because I think Ricochet, like you said, he's the one and only. Pretty much, yeah. Moving right along into the next match, it's Sonia Deville who de- uh, returned from a multiple month injury uh 2 weeks ago. And tonight, she is taking on Natalia. Last week, she beat Caden Carter in her return match. This week, she takes on Natalia, who she defeats. Sonya Deville storming through here. Mm-hmm. 
After the match, Sonya grabs the microphone and says, Shayna, you already know I've got your number. I've been waiting a very long time for this match. Trust me. You, me, women's championship, Hell in a Cell. This will be a god dang fight. Love it. My body is ready. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot of sexual undertones in this episode. Not about you guys. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's because we're live in person, but I feel maybe. like there's a lot of sexual undertones in this episode. <sighs> but that match, got, that match can't be bad. It can't. No, it'll be good. Can't. I'm very excited. The, for this the one. two, the two MMA backgrounds of Shayna and Sonya make me very excited for this potential. This is a match I've been wanting to do for a while. They're this gonna is a match beat each other to death. When they were both on SmackDown, I think were they ever on SmackDown? No, I don't think we ever had Sonya Deville on SmackDown with us when we were no. booking SmackDown. But this is a match I've been wanting to do. I've been always pushing for Sonya Deville. I think she's a great competitor, a singles competitor, and I've been really pushing for it. So I'm giving her the opportunity right now. I like that. Moving right along to a sort of like a video package backstage uh, setup interview. Rhea Ripley, you know, she's she's having a sit down interview here with Kayla Braxton. Kayla Braxton apparently doing some investigative journalist journalism. Uh, Kayla inter- starts the interview by saying that Rhea Ripley is specifically asked for this interview. Ripley says that over the past several months, being on Raw has been amazing. I've been proving my talents to the world. However, what I've been when I've been doing my best, my former tag partner did not think so. Uh, following every single one of our matches, even if we won, she would yell at me, belittle me, and just you know she would take our accomplishments as her own. Like I didn't even have a part in it. She wouldn't even let me talk. Sometimes she's she's two faced, Kayla. The thought of Rhea Ripley getting bullied is wild to me. Yeah, uh, I I just couldn't stand it any longer. Uh, sort of Kayla, surprised by the accusation, asks if there's any evidence to back up Ripley's claim. Ripley says yes and shows a private text conversation between the two where you can read it. Morgan is continuously insulting Ripley over whatever failure that Morgan, presumed Morgan, is saying to Ripley. Yikes. It's like, it's like when you see Rhea Ripley, who's like, yeah, that's a person I want to mess with today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a weird, like, uh, Pitbull, the Great Dane, where the Pitbull is uh, in charge. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, Rhea Ripley says that their partnership just became toxic and that I couldn't do it anymore, so I wanted to get out. Kayla asks what's next for Rhea. Rhea says that she's going to try to move forward as a singles competitor, and hopefully the draft can split us up further. Uh, you know, she was just she was psychotic, Kayla. I'm I'm done with Liv Morgan. I just want to move on. Very interesting. There was no, like, like there was a little bit of inklings of uh, Liv Morgan yelling at Rhea Ripley and stuff. That happened, I think, last week. Uh, they they got yeah, a little yeah. mad at, at Liv, Liv Morgan, got a little mad. But, like, other than that, there was no signs of, like, Liv being a bully to yeah. Rhea. This is, like, Th- a huge accusation. very out of nowhere, yeah. Huge accusation for Rhea Ripley. And she, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the evidence? She's providing evidence. Do you think that evidence is, I mean, WWE, it could be anything, I guess. I mean, I guess I'll have to hear Liv's side of the story to see where this to see to see where I go with this. That's fair. That's fair. The it could be faked too, which is kind of an interesting thought there. That's true. Like maybe a maybe a jealous third party. Ooh, third party, jealous third party. <laughs> who'd be maybe. who would be jealous about Liv Morgan somebody teaming wanted, with them? Somebody who wanted to. T- mm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rabbit hole gets deeper and deeper. Uh, moving right along. Uh, next up is Ricochet versus MVP. But before the match starts, MVP grabs the microphone and tells Ricochet, look, man, this is your last chance. I've given you every opportunity. 
and you still have denied my help, so this is officially your last chance. Take my hand. Take this bye. Come on, man. Do the right thing. Uh, Ricochet walks off, talks to MVP off mic, but then suddenly Bobby Lashley and Cesaro of the LLC, LLC. jump Ricochet from behind. Oh, no. Once they hit their finisher, whatever that could be, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> don't know what it is. Doesn't matter. That's not my problem to figure out. I'm not a road agent. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know what it is? Yes, what is it? Cesaro uh, throws them up, hits that European uppercut, and while they're stunned, Bobby Lashley spears them. Nice. That Boom. would be so cool. Solid move. Uh, MVP, th- that happens. Uh, MVP calls for the bell to ring. He goes for the pin. One, two, and a kick out <gasps> by Ricochet. Ooh. The, the match officially begins. Of course, this match, Ricochet, to win this match, he will get a title shot against Sheamus next week. MVP, uh, seemingly very upset. <laughs> you, yeah, it's a huge win for Ricochet, especially after getting attacked right before the match started. And he does get the win. Uh, you know, there's lots of LSC involvement and whatnot, but Ricochet constantly finds a way to get out of it. Ricochet ends up getting the victory. So next week will be him versus Sheamus for the title. Did not know MVP very, and LLC were a thing. Very neat. They're not a thing, Zach. They're not really a thing. This is the first time they've ever been interacted with each other, actually. That is an unfortunate first time interaction for them, then, to, to lose what is basically should have been a handicap match. That's true. I don't think the LLC cares. They got paid. They, they did their job. Oh, wait. Aren't these the guys who just get paid all the time? They're like the um, they're like mercenaries, right? Yes. Uh, I yes, they care whether they win or now. lose as long as they're making money. They used yeah. to be with, uh, they were with Roman when he came out with the belt after Lee got kidnapped in the episode I was on, right? Correct. Uh, and then following that, Roman was done with them and then finished out their contract. Ah, uh, okay. okay. So this LLC, we're up for grabs. LLC, don't care as long as you're paying them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nailed it on the head. Uh, so there we go. Ricochet wins. That means next week it will be Sheamus versus Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship. Very interesting. Very excited to see that one. Uh, you asked for it, Mikey. Next up, backstage, Liv Morgan. He's <gasps> being interviewed. Uh, obviously, you know, you, you have someone making accusations about him. You want to get the other side of the story here. Uh, she says that she's heard Rhea's awful accusations and says they are simply untrue. They're just lies. Slander. Lies. Um, I've loved working with Rhea. We were tag team champions, so why would I want that to end? Um, she's a smart, powerful woman on this roster, and she will, and I will support her if she wants to do her own thing. But this came out of nowhere. I don't know why she's saying these lies about me, but it, she's left me with no choice. I'm, you know, I'm gonna, ha- I'm just gonna do my own thing as well. Who cares? I'm gonna do my own thing. You know, in fact, I know Sonya has already challenged Sheena already for Hell in a Cell, but I don't care about that. I want to match with Shayna Baszler. I never got my fair shot after SummerSlam, and I deserve this, quite frankly, uh, for all the work I've done in the past few months. I've proven it. So if we need a fight next week over at Sonya, let's do it in the ring. And that's it. That's the end of that segment. I love it. I love I love the fire in Liv's, in Liv's voice here for uh, finally getting the shot that she's she's earned a while ago. Yes, yes. Um, yes, she wants to go for the title again. Uh, and she's like, I'm, f- I, you can't just challenge. I want it too. I want something too. So I'm going to go for it. Mm. Although now hearing Liv's side of the story, it does kind of reaffirm my uh, suspicion that there's a possible third party involved uh, who wanted to break up Rhea and Liv for for whatever reason they had to do so. So, so what you're saying is that you believe that both Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan are telling the truth. Essentially, there's just a third person that is. Yes, I believe that... Or, no, Rhea Ripley would probably be lying then in your scenario. No, no, no. I believe that Rhea Ripley thinks that Liv Morgan did 
do the insults, and she believes that those texts are from Liv Morgan. I believe somebody may have commandeered Liv's phone, possibly, mm-hmm. and sent those harsh text messages to Rhea without Liv knowing to maybe drive a wedge between them. What about the accusation that Rhea Ripley says that uh, Liv Morgan, some, some of these insults were in person as well? Hmm. That does make things harder. Yes, doesn't it? Very interesting storyline here. I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yes, I think we need a certain somebody to solve this case, Ryan. Oh my god, <laughs> I love cases. <laughs> a certain someone might need to come in and uh, solve this. Solve this. I'm just gonna, if I can't get them at the draft, I'm just gonna make my own detectives. <laughs> <laughs> the LLC are not detectives for hire. If I need detective hard truth, it's gonna be like that future army. It's like you know what. Screw you. I don't need your detectives. I'll make my own detective <laughs> with magnifying glasses and hats. <laughs> Blackjack and hookers. <laughs> uh, moving right along to the main event, it is Edge and Daniel Bryan uh, teaming up again for the second week in a row, taking on the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Big E, Xavier Woods on the sideline managing them. Uh, very solid tag team match between the two, but it is Edge who ends up getting the victory over uh, by pinning Kofi Kingston. Very interesting. Another huge win for Edge and Daniel Bryan. They don't have a tag team name yet. I can I assume since you didn't use announcement as Edge and Daniel. Yeah, Bryan. Ryan. What's their tag team I name? I don't know, guys. They're Edge and Daniel Bryan. I don't. <laughs> do they don't need one? They don't think they need one. What would it be? I don't know the 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 Broken Neck Gang. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> wow. The Miracle Kids, possibly. That's probably better. <laughs> it's probably more family friendly. <laughs> Uh, as both teams are celebrating together, uh, the Disciples and the Usos come out and attack both of them. Oh, wow. Oh, they, no. Oh, no. They oh, attack no. both of them. And then who comes strolling down the ramp? Is, is it Roman? And Seth Rollins. Oh, the United. Me. Oh, is it like a United front with the Disciples Have they? and Seth? Interesting. The beatdown continues, Have and the two evil factions stand tall. Have the Bloodline and the Disciples united? Hmm, interesting. That's the main event. You'll have to find out next week on Monday Night Raw. This, is, this could be leading to a gigantic tag team match with uh, New Day, Edge, and Brian versus possibly some of the Disciples and some of the uh, Bloodline. I can announce that, actually. You know. Oh, next was week. Right. Next week, Edge, Daniel Bryan, and The New Day taking on Seth Rollins, The Disciples, and The Usos. No Roman. Oh, Roman. Ten-man ten man tag. Uh, no, because one side is five, one side is six. So I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> someone's got to sit out. That's I, fair. Any, any, I, I, that makes sense, but is there any... Roman's particular... in there, and then Jay Uso's out of the match. I was going to say, is there any particular reason it's Roman and not Seth? Who's sitting out? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, probably. I was expecting you to say Keith Lee was going to show up as a special guest. As, as a special six? Special yeah. guest referee, Keith Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still Ke- in... Keith Lee, is, he's as a puppet. <laughs> he's a puppet somewhere in Bray Wyatt's weird dimension after being kidnapped by the bloodline. So yes, thoughts on that? That Thoughts on that, that was ending faction? Ending. I'm very excited. That was a good ending. It was a way, very, very big way to end Raw. Very, it's a very big cliffhanger as well because it's like, ooh, are these two teams... Working together, possibly these two, the two big. I feel like they're the two big heel factions on Raw. Are they possibly working in tandem? Yeah, that's uh, something to explore. Something to explore at the very least. And obviously, with the draft coming out, all of it, all of it can be separated. But uh, we'll see what happens. I guess yes, we will. 
Let's move right along. Uh, that was Raw. That was a Monday. And in the correct order of the week, we have to move into Wednesday. Zach, we've been we've been talking about Raw for a very long time. Let's talk the yellow brand, NXT. All right. Coming into this, there was a bunch of matches set up and feuds set up for the TakeOver coming up. Yes. Thank so, you for to Sean Lairway. as good as the gold brand. You're right. <laughs> so to give some context, for TakeOver, the matches there were Kushida versus Dane which Kushida won after Garza interfered by throwing his pants in Dane's face and Kushida then unintentionally getting a dirty win. Are you describing the takeover that's happening yes, between? Yes, the takeover, yes. Okay. Next like was it. Io Shirai versus Catanzaro in a ladder match, which Io retained by doing a moonsault oh, nice. off the ladder onto Catanzaro for the pin. That sounds awesome. The Big next moves. match was Karrion Cross versus Damian Priest, and Priest was able to pick up the victory. Uh, and then wait, hold on for the title. Yes, for the title. So Priest is the champion. Yes, he is the new champ. Ooh, dang baby! And Ooh. the other match, which this is kind of out of order now that I realize it was, uh, it was the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Breezango in a number one contenders match for the NXT Tag Team Champions, and Breezango ended up picking up the win, so they are currently the number one contenders. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what can I say? I love me some Breezango. Fair enough. All right. So going into NXT, our first, we're starting with a cold open right into a match. It is Mercedes Martinez versus Caton Catanzaro. I think that's her name? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Casey. Casey. Casey, that's it. My bad. So the match basically is Martinez basically destroys her leg the entire match to the point where the finish of the match is she goes up to do the, um, the springboard off the top and she slips. And Martinez grabs her out of the air and hits her with, I think her finisher is now the Air Raid Crash in NXT or something like that. Uh, sh- maybe? I don't, it's either that or it's the Fisherman Buster. It's one of the two of them. But One of the two, yeah. But she does that to her. And after the bell, she proceeds to brutalize her leg even further. And the whole time, she's kind of staring down the camera and telling Io that this is going to be her. Yikes. And that she's coming for the title and that she's going to destroy her at Halloween Havoc and that her reign will come to an end. Ooh. Whoa. I like that. Yeah. Big moves. Mm-hmm. So Halloween Havoc next week is Io Shirai versus Mercedes Martinez. Yep. Assuming, assuming nothing. Yeah. Nothing it's is crazy too, But yes, Ooh. that would be the case. We I then go into an interview with Angel Garza, who is no longer banned from NXT, as he is now currently trying to get his title back. Mm-hmm. He says that he He's told reinstated. everyone. Reinstated. Yeah, reinstated. He's been reinstated. His ban is up. I'm going to just say it's up sure. this week. Sure. He says he told everyone that he would be back and he would make sure to get his North American Championship no matter the cost and that he would fix this injustice in NXT. <laughs> he then turns and looks at the camera and tells Kushida that you better watch your back because you may think that you're the future of NXT, but you're going to learn in reality you're just a relic of the past and time travel is not – you can't time travel your way out of this one, buddy. Oh! You're out of time. Sounded better in my head, but it should be something more of like you're out of time now. Yeah, you're out of time. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We then go into the next match, which is Brizango versus Indushare. Okay. Brizango being the number one contenders. Oh, jeez. They come out. Tough match. And right before the match shows up, Imperium actually show up on the ramp. Okay. They then surround the ringside, and rather than doing anything, they actually watch the match. Okay. Indushare. All five of them surrounding yes. the ring. Basically. It's so become the a lumberjack match. is kind of like looking and waiting for them to attack one of them, but they never do it. Holy crap. It's a lumber comp match. So the match goes with Breeze basically be- taking a lot of the punishment from Cher, getting his back worked over, so that way he can't get the torque for the beauty shot. But in the end of the match, after getting a hot tag from Fandango, they win via the beauty shot and last dance combo. 
and nice. rather than doing anything, Imperium just go up, walk up to the ramp while Breezango is very afraid that they're going to be assaulted right now, and they do their pose, and we kind of go off from there with them. Kind of worried is they have watched them the entire match, and now Breeze's back is a target for Imperium to go for going into Halloween Havoc. I just like I just like the idea of Imperium not not doing any damage themselves, just playing mind games and just looming over everybody and just being like, "We're here, we're gonna stand here, and we're gonna be scary. We're gonna watch you because we're a bunch of time. big we're a bunch of big wrestling boys. They're intimidating. Yeah. Very. They're yeah. very very intimidating. Going into it, there is the issue of Breeze's back, as Imperium is known for being able to work over someone pretty badly, along with Thatcher being in him now. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about that. Me too. They, they're also uh, they're 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 easily terrifying. They're a five man faction, which is already terrifying. But then they're all extremely skilled, technical, hard hitters in that ring. You know, I mean, it, they're gonna and, Brizo- now they, and now they know your weak spot. Yes, Brizango's gonna get destroyed. Yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> Granted, bad. they did get out of a match with Indus Share. Yes, but they're they gonna get destroyed. It, but it was it was hard fought. Yes. Yeah, it was a hard-fought match for Brizango in that match. So going into this, then, we get to a video package, actually, detailing how after Kushida and... Actually, no, it wasn't. Actually, after Damian Priest won, he then announced that he would have be hosting a tournament for the number one contenders for the NXT Championship as Cross had been champion for quite a while and had eliminated... But he basically had ran throughout the roster. Yeah. So the way this went was it was going to be a triple threat for the finale with three lead-up matches leading into it. Okay. These Ooh. matches were... Pete Dunn versus Dexter Loomis, which Pete Dunn ended up winning. Pete Dunn, formerly of SmackDown. Holy crap. <laughs> the way I like to imagine this match is Pete Dunn doing his finger thing and Dexter Loomis the whole time no-selling it until he finally breaks it one last time and he finally sells it and taps out. Until Pete Dunn breaks all five yeah, of Dexter like Loomis. all his fingers <laughs> just broken at that point. He's collected it's, it's his like, fingers. It's like, it's like SpongeBob where he tries to get into the salty spittoon and he like, he like lifts his hand and all of his fingers <laughs> are just like in half. <laughs> <laughs> My finger. Yeah. I'm not a weenie. (laughs) Exactly. The next match going into that was Gargano versus Santos Escobar. Dexter Lewis hanging out at Weenie Hut Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Weenie Hut General. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry, you were saying. The next match is Johnny Gargano versus Santos Escobar with Gargano winning with the Gargano escape. Ooh. Nice. nice. Is Santos Escobar the cruiserweight heavyweight? Cruiserweight heavyweight. Cruiserweight heavyweight champion. Cruiserweight champ. I have to note that Priest also picked these out, so he. Oh yes, Santos this is for the was, NXT. Yes, so Priest thought Santos was worthy enough to actually go after the title Ooh. should he have gotten there. Respect. Yes. And the last match was Cameron Grimes versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, with Grimes winning with the cave in after wow. he ducks a last. I think it's called the last call, and as he ran yes. off the ropes, he then jumped and gave him the cave in. So that's hyping up how now the main event for tonight is going to be Pete Dunne versus Johnny Gargano versus Cameron Grimes. And the winner is going to face Damian Priest at Halloween Havoc. Triple threat. Triple threat, baby. Winner faces Priest for the NXT title. Love Mm -hmm. it. Tonight. Love it. Yes. I love love how Pete Dunne decided to drop the U.S. title. And go right into it. And go, well, he dropped the U.S. title to Sponsor Champa. Mm -hmm. And then was like, you know what I want to do right now? Be NXT champion. Why not? was like, yeah. Do what makes you happy. I like it. Mm -hmm. Going into this, then, we go into our next match, which is actually going to be Shinsuke Nakamura versus Dominic Dijakovic. The story here being is the announcer's state. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Big match. Oh, my God. The 
announcers tell anyone at home that these two have both been basically craving for an opportunity to actually show their skills off. With Dijakovic losing, I believe, to I forgot who he lost to, but on Sean, actually I have it right here. Uh, Dijakovic lost to I forgot who it is actually. He lost to Killian Dane for the number one contenders match for the NXT North American Championship. Yes, and Nakamura, from what I've been told from YouTube, has not done a ton, so they both want to prove that they are ready for going back into the title scene. So Regal decided to kill two birds with one stone here and decided to put them both against each other with the assumption that whoever wins it will probably get more opportunities in the future. Okay. Okay. I like it. This match is a match basically where Nakamura has to deal with the fact that Dijakovic is huge. And while he has <laughs> – while Nakamura can strike hard, Dijakovic can kind of just chuck him across the ring. Should he, he big. Wishes. Yeah, he big. The finish of this match, which I was very excited thinking about it, is basically where Nakamura – does a running Kinshasa where he runs up like off of uh, Dijakovic's arms and Kinshasa's him in the face. He's running towards him for the win. Wow. Holy crap. Yep. Shinsuke Nakamura picks up the win and both men Love afterwards it. shake hands as they Nakamura has proven that he can now move forward. And uh, so I like it. I like it. What do you think of that? I like that a lot. I want to see this match. I, I want to see Nakamura's old entrance again. Remember the, just, just with the violin. Mm-hmm. That's true. That was. I... I I'm very interested about that. I like the idea of Dijakovic and Nakamura. That's such a strange match. <laughs> like, like it's a match I would never think of. You know, like yeah. I, I gotta uh, give the praise to you on that one. It's a match I've never thought of, but thinking about it, it's like it's one of those hidden sleepers. I feel like I feel like there's a. Sl- I think it has a it's seat, like one of those sleeper, sleeper awesome mm-hmm. matches, right? Yeah, it's not like a. It's like it's so. It's so it's so weird to think about that match. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, this could be good. I wonder if they ever interacted before. No, actually. I don't, probably I'm, not. I would imagine not. I'm thinking like back to like Ring of Honor days when uh Di- when Dijak Dijak <laughs> Donovan Dijak was in Ring of Honor and if he ever had interactions. I doubt it. I doubt it at the time completely, but uh, I'm wondering. I'm going to look that up. I'll let go with that. We then are immediately interrupted as something's had going on backstage as you see that Angel Garza has found Kushida and is currently attacking him backstage. Oh, no. But mid-attack, he's then shoulder-checked out of the way by Killian Dane. I like Kill- Killian Dane coming in out of nowhere like a truck. Yep. He then picks uh, up Garza boom. and slams him through the catering table. And then as Kushida Whoa. gets up, he then running crossbites him through a glass panel. And he what? gets up. <laughs> Picks the North American title up in the air, and he says that, and he hold, as he holds it in the air, we then get an announcement as William Regal has made it's going to be a triple threat street fight between Kushida, Garza, and Dane at Halloween Havoc. I like I like the oh idea of like Dane is so irritated of what just happened to him at the last pay per view that he's like this ain't fucking going down now. Oh my God, I like the idea both. of Dane like getting, uh. Like saving Kushida and then picking up Kushida and then Kushida be like, "Oh, thank you so much." Glass, glassed, <laughs> glassed. I just love that so much. Glass. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I was like, "That's great." <laughs> like, oh man, thanks. I really needed the. Ah, oh, Jesus. He ain't no one's friend. He just wants that title. I like it. I like this. I like that you've turned that into sort of like a triple threat angle here. I think it was mm-hmm. a good, good adjustment to that. Yes. It's three w- very different individuals. Yes. Killian Dane, Kushida, Angel Garza. I 
I'm very excited. This is the one angle that I planned out a lot, and I was like, I think this is a great idea. I like that a lot. I it's like cool. It a lot. So after that, going into it, the com the I'd like to think the announcers are pretty surprised. We're now going into our main event now. Cameron main Grimes versus Pete Dunne versus Johnny Gargano for the number one spot to be the number one contender for the NXT Championship. And this is a a, a, a hundred and twenty minute Iron Man match. This triple match, threat. Yeah. <laughs> Extreme Rules. This match, I like to imagine Grimes is being the weasel of a heel letting Gargano and Dunn kind of wear themselves out but whenever he tries to do anything the two of them kind of like be like what are you doing like, wait hold on here With I like him, the idea that like Grimes only goes for the cave-in yeah <laughs> does he go for any other it's, move it's funny you say it's that like, actually so the finish for this match basically Uh-oh. happens when Gargano hits the Gargano escape on Pete Dunn Dunn picks him up and puts him into the bitter end from that as he's rolling him over and getting up Cameron Grimes comes out of nowhere and cave does the cave in to Dunn on his, while he's on his knees, and then pins Dunn. Cameron Grimes is now the number one contender. Oh, my God. Huge <laughs> victory for Cameron Grimes. Yes. Huge victory. Huge victory over Gargano and Pete Dunn. Yep. Two... Two, I, I would, I would say, I would say some of the some of the biggest stars of NXT. Yes, yeah, so star making performance. Yeah, out of, I am, out of I'm Cameron, Grimes. Cameron Grimes. So, so you're saying is that he's gonna go to the moon? To the moon, baby. I I yell it, but it would probably be very hard to do it. Cameron Grimes <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> One I, last bit before we go off here. After the match, Cameron Grimes actually starts to sing as he did before. <laughs> Slash gloat that he won. Honestly, I was waiting for it. (laughs) And as he's doing it, he's then suddenly cut off by Damian Priest on the Titantron, who he congratulates him but says, no one wants to hear your lousy singing or your irritating voice. And as he's congratulating, he says that while he it's a good win and he looks forward to facing him at Halloween Havoc, now that he has him in his sights, he's just another step to solidifying his infamy. And he then does his signature pose with the arrow. The title glows, and as he shoots it, the screen and the arena fill up with Damian Priest's logo that is now a golden flame. And that is how NEC ends with Grimes standing in the ring being irritated. This this isn't a question for you, Zach, per se, but... So it's a question for me? This is just a question in general. Okay. Why... Again, is Damian Priest the archer? Where did that come from? Like, why? Like, why was he like? You know what? I'm being. He has. There's nothing of his character that has to do with archery or arrows or anything. He just kind of was just like, yeah. Here we are. I feel like as of late, NXT. They don't. NXT doesn't want to use your old characters. They want you to make up a new one or take the one they give you. And I feel like they were just like Damian Priest. You had a cool. You had a cool presence on Ring of Honor and stuff. Screw that. We're going to do something. What's something that means cool? And he's like, I don't know. And Archer. Like, do you know, like, they've given out a lot of jobs recently. Archer. Uh, Prince is a job. Very taxing. <laughs> a lot of taxes. No, keep going. Uh, yes, I will. Um, there is a Kyle Riley was a therapist. Uh, you know, I... I as I started, I'm not this, saving you from this one, buddy. When I started this, I thought there'd be more. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cameron Grimes is an astronaut. To the moon, baby. <laughs> to the moon. Um, uh, and yeah. All right. You know, I'll, I thought I'll, there was. I'm more. not going to save you, but I'm going to save the audience. <laughs> Thank them. So that that was NXT. That was really good. Thank you. That was yeah, really good. I like that NXT a lot. What I liked about that a lot is that it wasn't. 
necessarily like you could have you could have booked like a fucking huge ass show every title's on the line or whatever Mm -hmm. but you went to build you did a building show which i would which is obviously way harder which is what we're kind of doing right now he like like jumped in on the train with us of he's Mm -hmm. building towards halloween havoc we're building towards Thomas out exactly there's there's difficulty in building to something Mm -hmm. because you can just do like oh the dream matches of here all the things are but building something getting the investment You've made me excited in seeing Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes. <laughs> you made me excited into in uh, as excited I can be into Imperium versus Brizongo. That match is gonna be wild. wild. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, like uh, the triple threat that made me excited for that. Like if you're to me, the goal to, goal of always any build show is to make me excited for the matches that are planned for like the big the, the you know the, for the title matches. Mm-hmm. I feel like you succeeded. So I, yes. I praise you on that one. Thank yes. You. That was Zach Zach was like, "Oh, it's my first time booking. I'm bringing it." I that was basically I was like, "I'm going to I'm not going to half-ass this. I'm going to try to do my best." Yeah, he brought it. Uh this is going to be a tough one to compete with, I think. I'm looking forward to seeing what SmackDown comes to bring to the table. And what does SmackDown have to bring to the table? Mikey, ah, perfect segues. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, over on Friday night, uh, we are at the end of the week finally, and it is my turn. It is my turn to book a show. We have Drew McIntyre opening up SmackDown and grabbing a microphone. He says, "Hard cam, I'm talking right to you today. So look at me right in the eyes." McIntyre stares down the barrel of the camera. Cole, you started a war that you have no idea how to finish. You want a piece of me? That's fine. But if you're going to come at me, you better give it all you got, or else I'm going to eat you alive. I'll do anything and everything to defend this universal title I fought tooth and nail for. You say you want to rip it from my cold, dead hands. Well, Cole, that's exactly what you're going to have to do when we meet inside hell in a cell. Holy crap. McIntyre glares down the camera, drops the mic, and walks out of the ring with his, uh, his challenge sent to Cole. Holy crap. Holy crap! Huge Hell in a Cell match book there. Oh yeah, Do we get two Hell. <laughs> no other matches announced. Just the Hell in a Cell. Just the Hell in a Cell matches. We oh, got Drew McIntyre taking on Adam Cole in Hell in a Cell. Uh, I think a very nice promo from Drew McIntyre, but I'm biased. I no, I agree. I think it's a very good promo. I liked it a lot. Uh, it makes, like I said, it makes me excited. I think you captured Drew's charisma really well. And he's like, "Hard cam, look at me right now. I'm talking to you." I've been writing for Drew McIntyre a lot recently. You've been writing. Technically, for Drew McIntyre, since we started doing this show, we've been, yeah, we I, I think I think we've nailed down You've nailed our version of Drew McIntyre. Yeah. yeah, we we've we've centered the character of Drew McIntyre. Our 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 Craven the Hunter esque. Yeah, less so now that he's a champion, but yeah, it, I mean, it, yeah, was, it, it was like plus he's, a, plus he's like a baby face now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that next up we have match number one. We have Piper Niven taking on Ruby Riot, and Piper Niven gets the victory. Ruby is very pissed off after this loss, and she starts to destroy the area around the ring. She's ripping apart the announce tables, taking down the the barrier. She's trying to like knock down the barrier. She's throwing chairs around. Then Undisputed Eric come out, stop her, and bring her to the back and calm her down a little bit. Okay, okay. She's she's upset, but she's gone on a losing streak. Maybe if she needs to, you know, maybe she needs to stop being a singles wrestler. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm I think what I'm going, I think what I'm going for here the story with Ruby Riot is that. Uh, she's a little pissed off at herself for not meeting the expectations of the rest of ERA. Because look at the rest of ERA right now. We have Strong and O'Reilly, the tag team champions. We have Cole about to take on the Universal Champion in a Hell in a Cell match. 
Ruddy Strong is struggling to pick up a victory here. Ruddy Strong previously challenged Champa. Yeah, so it's like it's like undisputed error is doing a lot, but Ruby's like not not, and it's yeah. and it, it it's might it might be getting to her a little bit is what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah, maybe she needs to stop being a singles wrestler. Maybe maybe become a tag team wrestler again. Possibly staring you daggers into the into your <laughs> eyes. Possibly. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe with a uh, a certain old friend. Tooth that two face out of a. <laughs> All right. Well, after that, after that Piper Niven win, we have a backstage interview with Bailey, uh, where the interviewer asked Bailey, "A few weeks ago, you saved Sasha from a brutal attack from Ember Moon, and we just want to know why." Bailey responds, "I said it then, and I'll say it now. My main goal that night was to take out Ember for what she did to Asuka at Clash of Champions. That's all. It has nothing to do with Sasha." Interviewer brings another question up, and she says, Speaking of Ember Moon, I know that you and Ember have a match tonight. Any strategy or plans going into this one? Bailey looks at the interviewer, and she just goes, and she shrugs and just walks away from the camera. She walks away from the interviewer and ends the interview kind of short. Okay. Mm, okay. Okay. I don't have a huge take from this, but uh, okay. I'm interested. Next up, we have a tag team match between... Strong and O'Reilly, the tag team champions, take it on Heavy Machinery, in which Strong and O'Reilly get the victory. Is that a tag title match? No. Okay. Not a match. Just a match. Wait, mm. Heavy Machinery? I thought one was on Raw and one was on SmackDown. <laughs> Stop. I can't <laughs> believe it. I can't believe... Can we talk about that draft? I can't believe they broke up Heavy Machinery. I'm oh. so upset. I love Heavy Machinery so much. I, like, I get that that Otis is the more popular one, but like, I don't feel like that was the right call, but that's, that's me, personally. They're I, so good together. They're great together. I just... I don't know, man. That's just... The one thing I'll always ha- remember from Every Machinery is when they were making the smoothie backstage with the New Day around. <laughs> and then uh, they're making it, and the New Day just looks disgusted at what they're throwing in it. And then Becky Lynch just walks up, drinks it, and she goes, that's a little weak, and walks away. Yeah. What a character moment. It was so good. It was, it was character moments for all of all of the people yeah. involved in that segment. That's like that Because to me, that sounded like a segment we would do. Yeah. Just dumb enough to be like, yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, seems fun. I feel like I feel like that's the exact book you kind of need for every machinery. Sometimes with the, with the like the the mindset of, yeah, it's dumb enough. Why not? It's sometimes it could be great. They they can be great. It's it's very at this point. I don't know if like you can't. You, they're not going to be straight shooters. They're going to be fun loving. Exactly. But they can get serious, but they'll still be fun. Exactly. Like, it's same okay, thing it's with, okay to be both. Same thing with The New Day. I think I think WWE is sort of making them more comical than The New Day. Um, but it's, you know, it's they're still there. They're, they can get serious and get the job done at the yeah, end of the day. It's okay to do both. We're getting a little stoves. After that Strong and, O'Reilly, uh, Strong and O'Reilly beat Heavy Machinery, we have a video package from Ziggler and Rude. Ooh, someone's got a camera. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler buys a camera. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler bought like a handheld camcorder. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> from like the eighties. <laughs> it's on a videotape. It's, it's on tape. <laughs> Ziggler and Rude together backstage. Uh, Ziggler and Rude are together backstage when Ziggler says, "Undisputed Era, your time is up. We took out three former champions, and we're coming for you next. We want those tag team championships, and nothing is going to stand in our way on the path." To greatness. Rude speaks up as well. O'Reilly, Strong, you two have a completely new thread on your horizon. You better watch your backs and keep your heads on a swivel because if you let your guard down, even for a second, we'll be there to take you down. Dun-dun. Serious straight talkers from Rude and Ziggler. Yeah. 
definitely uh, getting their game up after they've been on a big winning streak recently. Yes, they have. I think, what, two, three weeks? Three week? weeks in a row. Uh, I think last week they took out One Nation. So they took yes. out Street Profits, Heavy Machinery, and former One champs. Nation back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Former champs. Four, yeah, three former champions. They, they, they're they're getting it. They they have something there. Yes, they have. They have. They they're starting to get an argument for for taking on the uh, being their one contenders here. Do I think they'll win? Probably not. But I think they have a uh, a solid uh, opportunity at their hands to uh, at the very least raise their stock in the draft. Indeed, you have made me care about them more or think that they'll actually have a shot more than WWE has for both of them. Bang bang. Now, does what what kind of facial hair is Robert Roode walking with? Robert Roode is obviously rocking the stash because that's his best look. The full stash? Oh, always. I love the beard. What can I say? I like the stash. I want him like a full Fu Manchu. That would also be very good. I'd like to see that. Not the hand of the bar, the full full, full man. Whoop. Picture this. Mm-hmm. Robert Roode with mutton chops. I think he can rock it. <laughs> he rocked the mustache. I didn't think the mustache was great at first, and it grew on me. That's true. Growing him like a mustache. Robert Roode with a soul patch. Thoughts? <laughs> Chin strap. Can we get that, I, for some reason I hate that the most. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's because I said it. <laughs> no, but it's just I just I just hate the idea of Robert Roode with just a chin strap. That's fair. After after that video package from Ziggler and Roode, we have match number three: Ember Moon versus Bailey. Uh, and in this match, Ember Moon wins after hitting Bailey with an eclipse. Uh, and this leads to my next segment, if I may. Go for it. Which I will. Uh, after after winning the match, uh, Moon starts beating Bailey down, even after the bell rings. They keep you know they do the thing where they keep ringing the bell like it's yeah. gonna help anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Sasha Banks comes to the ring and tackles Moon, and the two start brawling. They roll outside the ring, and Sasha throws Moon into the stairs. She slams Moon's head into the stairs repeatedly, and then she grabs Moon's arm and shove and pins it between the stairs and the ring post like she did to Asuka a few weeks ago. Uh, Sasha gets a running start and kicks the stairs in, crushing Ember's arm. Holy crap. Yeah. Sasha gets back to the ring to help Bailey, who shakes her off and walks out on her own as paramedics run to the ring to cater to Moon, who is just smiling and laughing at Sasha as the medics help her to the back and SmackDown cuts to a commercial. She's like the Joker, man. What the fuck? Oh my God, Ember Moon has taken on a much darker character yeah, since I she came see. back. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, terrifyingly dark character. <laughs> like it's... Like, oh, Jesus. It's chaotic. She got the her chaotic. arm broken. Uh, big smiling. attack by Sasha, though, for sure. Yes, that is true. Um, Yeah, so Sa- Sasha saved Bailey. so now... Uh, but yeah, but I'm not reading too much into that, because she's also been feuding with Ember Moon yes. as of late as well. So it is her saving Bailey, mm, but I don't know. You know what I mean? If it was like, if it wasn't Ember Moon, if it was like Candice LeRae... Then maybe, but the fact that it's Ember Moon, I'm like, well, let's see, we'll see. Maybe, maybe it's planting something, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. All right. Well, when we come back from SmackDown, uh, we have Kevin Owens in the ring to announce the return of the KO Show. Nice. Uh, Kevin Owens comes on and introduces uh, his show. He says, "Welcome to the KO Show. This is a very special installment." Because I have a very special guest, SmackDown's own United States champion, Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa's music hits, and he heads to the ring to take his seat. Owen starts, Champs, thanks for joining me today. Any trouble finding the place? Champs no-sells Owen's joke and glares at him. 
Okay, then. Anyway, you won the United States Championship in your first match on SmackDown, correct? Champa just says, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A no-sell. <laughs> Another no-sell. Uh, Owen says, interesting. And that was one of two matches you had under the SmackDown brand. That Yeah. Tomasa Champa responds, that's correct. <laughs> okay, uh, thanks for clearing that up. So that leads me to my next question. Who do you think you are coming in here and saying... <laughs> 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 Sorry. What a, what a terrible gotcha journalism that, that, that here. leads me to my next question. Who do you think you are coming in and saying you were going to dominate this, dominate SmackDown and take over and put everyone in their place when you've barely had your reps in here? Anyway, you can clear. Can you clear that up for me? Champa stands up and glares at Owens. Owens chuckles. Oh shit! <laughs> Sorry. He chuckles. Ah oh, shit! I, I dropped lost, my notes. I lost my place. Uh, it's like the Owen being like, "Oh shit! I might have pissed him off." Oh god! Oh dear! Oh shit! And then Champa hits him with the belt and just takes him out. Owens chuckles and says, oh, we're doing this now? Owens stands up and glares Champa right back in his eyes. Champa goes to walk away and tries to sucker punch Owens, who blocks it and gets his own shot in, knocking Champa on his ass. Holy crap. Champa rolls out of the ring with his title and backs away. Owens says, come on, Champa, where's all that talk? Come back in here and back it up. Owens is, like, holding the ropes open for him. He's like, come back in, like you might invite him back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Champa just backs away slowly and starts laughing maniacally as he nods at Owens. It's just evil everywhere in your roster, dude. Lots of evil. Evil. Whoa. Yeah, Mikey, I've noticed this recently with Mikey's booking is that he tends to do a lot of, like, gray area booking. He, like, he'll have he, – he doesn't have, like, distinct I faces find, and heels. Sometimes he has a lot of gray areas and, and does heel on heel and face on face stuff. I find gray area much more interesting because yeah. it's it, – I feel like it's much more interesting than just black and white heel versus face booking. Because it leads to a lot more area for interesting story rather than just being like, ah, you're bad and I'm good and we need to take you down, you know? Who was that? Was that you have a you have a new cowboy character? You taking Cameron Grimes from me? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? It wasn't meant to be anybody. I, I, it was okay, I'm out, it was it was my it was SmackDown's own new new cowboy character, uh uh Chatham Cage. Chatham <laughs> Chatham Cage. Wow. Wow. I'm all for Chatham Cage's push to the moon. They call him <laughs> they, they, Chatham Cage. Chatham Cage. The Chatham Chatham Cage. The Gallows Man. <laughs> Bad. God. God. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, it's main event time here on SmackDown. <laughs> Thank God. It's main event time. We have a match that was announced last week. We have Cedric Alexander and Ali taking on Sami Zayn and Humberto Carrillo. Oh, in the main event? In the main oh, event. Dang. Yeah, we gave them the main event spot. Uh, I didn't want to keep giving the main event spots to the same people over and over again, so I decided to give it to some, uh, to some new is this, is this a slight against me? No. Slight against what? Raw? No. It wasn't a slight against anybody. A, I take it as a slight. I'm sorry, then. <laughs> But in this matchup, Cedric Alexander and Ali do pick up the victory together. Oh, um, nice. So we've been building up this match for the past couple of weeks because uh, Sami Zayn and Humberto Carrillo both attacked Cedric Alexander and Ali after their previous matches with, oh. with each other uh, in the past couple of weeks. So this match got this match was uh, announced last week after, um, I believe, Cedric Alexander saved Ali from yes. a beatdown from Sami Zayn. Mm. Yes. 
Now, uh, because my own self-interest, uh, who pinned whom? Who pinned whom? We have Cedric Alexander pinning Humberto Carrillo. Oh, okay. No one pinned Mr. Money in the Bank, Nobody Sammy pinned Zane. Mr. Money in the Bank, Sammy Zane. He's still got that briefcase. Yes, he does. Still has the briefcase. Mikey. Don't worry about it. Do you have any idea what to do with it? Possibly. Okay. I'm going to keep swinging the mic around and thinking of the best. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. Zach, what did you think of SmackDown? That was really good. I actually really like the uh, Ember Moon, Sasha, and Bailey uh, angle you've got going on there. I'm very, I, I'm, I very much like this angle, I, uh, this storyline. I like where this is going. Mm-hmm. The Champa, Kevin Owens angle, it's got to be good. Come on, come on here. Yeah, the 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 Champa Kevin Owens angle re- was a recent a recent start. I believe last week, uh, Kevin Owens called out Tommaso Champa for, to be on the KO show. Ah. And then, uh, as of course, as I already said, I really like the uh, Drew McIntyre promo just because I just thought it, it just I could just feel the charisma from here. Yeah, I I love writing for Drew McIntyre. It's one of my one of my favorite things to do on the show is book Drew McIntyre and, and yeah. do promos for Drew McIntyre because they're always I I I feel like I when I'm I like I think it's because I have that deep we we've built Drew McIntyre up so much over the years that I have that deep understanding of how we have his character. Yeah. So for me it's just very it feels very natural writing for Drew McIntyre, writing promos and stuff for Drew McIntyre and they always come off like once I like get that first sentence down, I can I can do the rest. I I just get into like that mind space where I can just flow through the rest really easily. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Drew McIntyre is, has always been a very interesting. I think we not to toot our own horn, but I think we did a really good job uh, booking him and making a star with him. I mean, freaking, I mean, won, uh, won the WWE title, won the Universal Championship. Was he a two-time WWE? I think he's only one time. Um, but then, you know, beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Um, had, had a very long storyline with the Demon. That's true. That's true. Very like Over a year-long storyline with the Demon. Uh, he's defeated people up and down the card. He's a, he's a star. He's yeah. a star. There's nothing more. Good. He's. I think we did a good job with that. He's the one who dethroned uh, Randy Orton's uh, record-long universal title reign. True, true. He he's done it all. Um, I, I love it. I love I love love love, love me some Drewy Max. <laughs> love me some Drewy Max and Max. Drewy Max and cheese. Drewy. Jesus. Mm, yum yum yum. Hey. vey. Uh, I like that. I like I like Smackdown a lot. Like I said, I think Drew McIntyre is also really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like uh, Ember Moon and uh, Sasha Banks and where that's going. I, I just love the idea of that match. Um, even though we've been t- doing it for a while, but I like it a lot. Uh, I like I like that the tag match was in the main event. I wasn't expecting that honestly, but I think that was a good spot. Um, I, I like that. I like that that match basically came out of a randomizer, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I like what you did with it there. Um, and I like the sort of like now official team up of like Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali a little bit. I don't know if you necessarily are calling them a, a tag team now. or if they're this, just is their team first ma- this is their first match. If they continue as a tag team and if I can keep both of them in the draft, then I probably will come up with a name for them. Fair enough. Uh, I like it a lot. I, like, I think it was a really good job. But I don't want to name them because then I'll get too attached to them. That's fair. Um, well, I liked it a lot. Uh, let's get into uh, the closing segment of the show, the randomizer. Ugh. Oh, so, man, this is the fun part for you guys, for me. Because, so because Zach is here, uh, we're going to be doing two things. One, number one, Zach's going to have to deal with a randomizer. Yes. Because uh, the get, you're the guest. you got to be here at the randomizer. Yes. Uh, and number two, 
because you're also sort of the judge here, and also because we're recording the show a little bit too early for the, for you know, the, the poll the, results. The poll result. But <laughs> we, uh, those poll results won't go to waste, we promise. Yes, they won't. They will not. They will be used next week. So continue voting. Yes, so continue voting. Well, they've already, already, already voted at this point. Good. <laughs> Thank you for voting. Thank you for voting. Uh, so now, because uh, Zach's here, he's going to act a little bit of a judge. So Zach... It is now your time to decide whose card was it better. Was it my Monday Night Raw card or is it Mikey's Friday Night SmackDown card? Whoever you say ha- wins, uh, the loser will then get hit with the randomizer, obviously along with yourself. So who, in your opinion, and you know, back it up, with, you can talk about it or whatever, who, in your opinion, had the better card? I'm torn on this one because I thoroughly enjoyed Raw's ending quite a bit. But I really liked the... Drew McIntyre and the Sasha Banks and Ember Moon angle that Mikey's got going on SmackDown right now. <sighs> I'm trying to think what else happened in Raw because we literally just talked about it like an hour ago when we went through all this. Uh, I got the Aleister Black, Bray Wyatt puppet. That That's really good too. Uh, what else did I get? What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? I got to save my show before I get hit with the yeah, randomizer. The MVP Ricochet angle, which, was, which I enjoyed. Okay, MVP Ricochet is in there, yes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I also had... Oh, you had Sonya and Shayna. Sonya, Shayna, the Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Oh, this is... Let's see, I'm trying to think. Mikey had the Piper... Living, not Piper. Um, yeah, Piper and uh, Ruby Riot match because she got mad. Um, tough, tough pick. It is a tough pick. You both have things about your shows that I really liked a lot. Me and Ryan might be getting pretty good at this. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> But what are you going to pick? Time to decide who is getting, who had the better card this week. Mm. So, you had the Sasha Banks like that. <laughs> he's doing the I'm math I'm in his head. I'm doing the math of <laughs> who. <laughs> <laughs> that meme where all the, all the like, equations are floating by right now. Well, like, like, how about this? While he's figuring it out, let's uh, hit the randomizer on on for, for, for NXT. So, yes. I, have it, I have it in front of me. If, do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? it? Okay, I'll do it right now. Uh, tell me when to stop. Stop. <laughs> well, okay. Tell me I got the fucking rewrite thing. Uh, well, the good news is, Mikey, <laughs> is that we'll actually end up doing it both. Because I rolled double booked. <gasps> what is that? Hit the randomizer twice for two random oh, actions. Oh, no. So me and Ryan both get to hit you with something. <sighs> okay. Uh, so so I'll roll it. For, I'll roll it. And then Mikey, obviously, will roll it for... Uh, the other version here. How deliciously evil. Oh, my God. This is, this is bullshit. It's evil. It's de- definitely evil. Uh, Zach, tell me when to stop. Stop. <laughs> uh, mine is, mine this is about to get crazy. I have to solve this first, Mikey. Mine is still working. Okay, good. I rolled double spin. What? Both bookers now spin. So that means... You and I are now going to spin on each other. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! <laughs> so I'm going to roll spin. I'm going to roll it again for a third time on Zach. But now he gets to roll it on me, without even making his decision yet. We're, <laughs> and we also have yours as well, which is also going to affect Zach. We have a lot of randomizing actions happening all at once. Mister, Mister Zachary Batista. Yes. My randomizer roll. I'm sorry. Actually, you're right. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. Okay. You got 
An insanely bad injury. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, man. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, what, is it, what is an insanely bad injury? I would have read it if you didn't get rid of it. Okay. We, there's, a, there's a list right there, bud. <laughs> so, insanely bad injury. Roll a D whatever to see what wrestler gets hurt, and then a D20 plus 5 to see how many weeks they're out. Oh, no. So, how many wrestlers on your roster wrestled this week on your show of NXT? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, God, that was... Oh, no, that's nine. Oh, that's 11. 11? I had Shinsuke Dajakovic, the tag match, which is four. I had Mercedes Martinez and Kat and Zaro. That's eight. And then I had the triple threat, which is 11. Kushida, Garza, and Dane, thankfully, didn't wrestle. Correct. They, they just were in backstage segments. Do they, do they count, though, Mikey? Because they were well, one person went through glass. One person went through a table. One person went through glass. I feel I like would th- say they I count. would say they count. Honestly, Damn it. that's four. I, I know, but that like honestly, uh. <laughs> come on, one person went through glass. So then the answer is, I have fourteen people that have wrestled. Thankfully, none of the champions except for Kushida wrestled. That's true. Okay, so if you want to pull up your uh, uh, your card yet again, and I will roll yes. a D. It's gonna be a D four, so it's just gonna be like. Down the card, one, two, whoever, whichever wrestler, one, okay. two, three, four, five. Uh, so I will roll you a Mikey. If you want to also prep it for yourself, I'm going to roll a D14, Mikey. If you want to roll that D20, yes. Uh, I have to. And also, we're still not done with the randomizer. You still have to decide who had the better card, but then also we have to hit it on each other. So it's just gonna, this is a nightmare I, scenario. I rolled for how long the person. Okay, go for it. I'm still setting up. No. Whoever whoever gets injured. Oh, no. We'll be out. I rolled a four. They'll be out for nine weeks. Oh, and I rolled a six. So who is your? Who was the sixth wrestler to wrestle in that show? Sixth wrestler, like in order down from there. Yes, from down from the, the top, top of the card, card to, the to the bottom, bottom. card. Oh, oh no! Oh, it's one of them from Brizango. <laughs> oh no! Uh oh! <laughs> Somehow, wait, hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Wait. So Kansas are okay. Now that wasn't the wrestling segment. Oh, oh shit. That's that's gonna be Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> oh no! He, yeah, because it's Martinez and Kanzaro, and then it's then it's Indu Sher and Brizango, and then he went in next. Well, did you count Indu, the the tag teams as two each? Yes. Okay. So yes, then it's Shinsuke Nakamura he will won be out that for big nine match weeks. To get the opportunities out nine weeks. <laughs> you bastards! Welcome, welcome, welcome to our playground I, here at Hit the Books, where we roll, where we torture that. each other with a randomizer. I did. <laughs> I'm telling you all right now, I literally specifically did this to build him up. If I ever did this again, so that he would get to do something, and now he's gone. Welcome to the randomizer, baby. Oh. yeah, that's rough. Uh, nine yeah. nine weeks from now will be December sixteenth. Oh. It is right before our TLC pay-per-view. <laughs> to be fair, nine weeks is on the lower end of what it could have been. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, yeah, it could have been way you could worse. Have gotten 20, you could have gotten a maximum of 25 weeks. Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm looking at the bright side. Shinsuke wasn't on Halloween Havoc either, so... So, yeah. It's, it's still Shinsuke, though, which... He's not on Survivor Series? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not on that either. Okay. Okay. By the way, after a long, hard think, I think I've decided who has the better show, in my opinion. Okay. Do you want to solve our double spin first? Uh, how do I do that? Uh, do you want to go over to Mikey's Mikey's computer? All right, I'm coming over. Mikey, tell me when to stop. 
Stop. I got my result as you're booking that up. I the one that I rolled, I believe this is, is I got pickums. Pickums. What are the pickums? Change the results of one of the other's matches. So you get to change <laughs> the res- you get to use Zach use Zach Batista get to change you get to change the result of one of the matches on Raw. I hope you're following this audience because there's a shit ton of things happening. Right. Um, this is really easy because I can just be an asshole. This randomizer uh, is wild today. So Alistair Black, Bo Dallas, Sonya Deville, Natalia, Ricochet, MVP, or Edge and Daniel Bryan versus the New Day. Uh, MVP is now going for the Intercontinental Championship. Ricochet don't get anything. Big now. moves. No. That's that's big, big moves. Ricochet yes. is out of the title match. Yep. Big moves. Now LLC with MVP are going in for the Intercontinental Championship. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hold on. Yeah, it it wasn't a number one contenders match. Ricochet... If Ricochet wins, he gets the IC title match. <laughs> so well, Ricochet no longer that. gets the IC title match. Correct. LLC's Bold too strong. Bold move. Bold move. Zach That's, Batista. You took away... Not not only did you change the result of one of my matches, you took away one of my matches from next week. <laughs> I'm hiding in my bubble over here while they are just throwing volleys at each other. You know, it's funny you say that, Mikey, because I actually thought Ryan's show was the better show. Here I get. <laughs> I jinxed myself. All because right. I, well, I went over it, and in my mind, while your opening was, I think, better, his ending got me so excited for next week. The idea everyone's of the, taking their licks of today. that faction. Yeah, yeah everyone is. This is real rough. I lost Shinsuke. You don't get a match. That's fair. So oh, we have wait. so to finish up the original role of the double booking, mm-hmm. which turned into a double spin, which was a Shinsuke Nakamura getting injured for nine weeks, and then. Uh, my thing, mm-hmm. which was the double spin, which is us rolling on each other. Yep. So you did your thing of changing my result. My mm-hmm. thing for you oh, God, was uh, you ha- a title match. You have to book a title match. <sighs> Do you already have a title match in your card? Or I, I don't quite remember for some reason. In this, in my current card, there was no title match. Well, now, now you, you have, have to, to make one. one of them a title match or replace a match to make a title match. Oh, God. I... D- <sighs> While you're thinking about that, would you like to reveal what happens to SmackDown? Because I also need to take my licks today. That's true, but that's that he's rolling on him, so I gotta. Uh, why don't you just roll the randomizer on yourself there, since uh, Zach was doing enough of your computer, uh, and then we'll see what the result is there. Well, Zach thinks of how the hell he's gonna book a title match. Where you're just building things. I, I so much was built for that pay per view. That's true. Okay, look on the bright side, it could make your NXT card better. Which means you can get a win in the polls. It could. It just. Oh, was it 2K outcome? That decision to change it, I was like, I have to do Ricochet and MVP because the entire build was literally off of the outcome of that match. Yes, correct. <laughs> I misunderstood <laughs> it, but it still worked out in the it end. It still worked out. You still took away the match no matter what. I can't believe I have to. One of these has to be for the t- a title. I. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, this is literally like giving up one of my children right now because I'm like I know it's tough. While it's so good. while you figure out your title match, uh, I will say the results of my randomizer roll on SmackDown. Major injury. Oh no! Right before Hell in a Cell. Oh no! Roll a D whatever to see what wrestler gets hurt, then a D twelve plus two to see how many weeks they're out. So you so Zach said that he thought Raw was better, which means that the randomizer roll here. Uh, Mikey lost, so he had to hit the randomizer. That decision is that a major injury happened. Major injury. Mikey, how many wrestlers on your roster wrestled today? Twelve. Twelve? Okay. Piper Niven, Ruby Riot, uh, Strong O'Reilly, Heavy Machinery, 
Uh, Ember Moon, Bailey, Cedric Alexander, Ali, Sami Zayn, Humberto Carrillo. And how long do they get injured for? What's the uh, D12 plus two? D12 plus two. So you have twelve wrestlers. They're rolling two D12s. Two D12s. Okay. Well, I rolled the first D12, uh, which is the person. Yes. Number two, Ruby Riot. Wow, this is actually quite fitting for that storyline, now, isn't it? Yeah. Ruby Riot gets injured. She can't win, and now she's injured. Okay, and I have to roll another D two. Here's here's something here's here's something I would like to clear up. If they are injured, yep. They just cannot be on our show, even in segments. Yes. They. Uh, I don't think we've ever done that. I don't think we've ever I, had an injured person in a segment before. No, we have not. We just a, like, so I guess let's keep it. going with that. I was gonna say as a guest, I think it should be allowed. They could be on segments to keep them relevant. Mm. That's fair. But, but they we, just can't it, wrestle. It, it hasn't been done in the past. Is the issue. I think it sort of also depends on what the injury is. That's also true. I guess if it's like I an arm, I mean, but we never we never determine the in, like the what the actual injury. Here's is. Here's what I suggest: depending on how long they're out, which would be a pa- the severity of the injury, mm-hmm. we can figure it out from there. Which is a D12 plus what? Two. So I rolled a three. Five weeks. Five weeks. Ruby Riot's out for five weeks. The other thing is that she gets it's a draft, so we have to decide whether or not she gets she's eligible to be for draftability. Injur- I would say so. Only in- five weeks? Typically injured people haven't been eligible, but by the time the draft comes around, she'll have like two weeks left. I yeah, think. I think I think I think she's still eligible because she'll be back relatively shortly after the draft after we do the draft. That's this is true. This so, is true. Just correct me wrong. Does Mikey have to spin for me still? No, we're we're all all we have we're left all, is for you was, to make okay. a title match. All right, we're all good. There was a lot of spinning there. So what happened? There was, was a lot of spinning there. Can we get a quick recap of the events, Ryan? Quick recap. Uh, uh, because you were on NXT, we rolled the randomizer for you. The result was a double booking, which mm-hmm. means that um, we have to roll the randomizer on each uh, on each other now. Uh, no, 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 the double, the double book. Oh yeah, we have to roll it twice. We have to roll the randomizer twice now on NXT. Mm-hmm. The result of the first roll was Mikey's, which was an insanely bad injury where he injured Shinsuke Nakamura for nine weeks. Mm-hmm. The second part of that double roll was a, um, what, I forget the name of it already. It was called oh, God. This recap's going bad. Where we had to now the second result was we now had to roll on each other, mm-hmm. you and me, Zach. So where that happened, where you rolled, you changed the result. You did a pickums. You changed the result of my match of Ricochet MVP, where mm-hmm. MVP now wins, and I affected you by make, ha- forcing you to have a title match in your show. Yep, that was just the NXT spin. Then you decided which show was better, which you said Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw and thank you for that. Um, but because of that, Mikey lost. Mikey then got hit by the randomizer, and that result was. That someone had to get injured for a number of weeks. That result was Ruby Riot for five, and that is your recap. Uh, nice. I've also decided what the title match is going to be. And what is it? It was. It's going to be Brizango versus Imperium. All right. Brizango for the for, versus Imperium for the titles tonight. Yes. And the result will be that Brizango loses because of the back injury sustained by Breeze throughout the match. I will say for this, for the sake of it, because he got put there new, Thatcher is the one that picks up the victory by making Tyler Breeze tap out to nice. a, I, it's like where you like wrap your legs on someone, you give them like a scissor. It's like, it's like a version of that. Oh, it's a dragon sleeper. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, dragon that's, sleeper. He gives him that and uh, Tyler Breeze is forced to tap out. Awesome. All right. That I, was, that that's, was, is that, that's in replacement of the Brizongo in this year? Yes. There was going to be a cool Halloween Havoc entrance with them, but you, <laughs> you totally bought 
you robbed me of that. Well, then <laughs> no, let's the randomizer. The randomizer robbed me of that. Yes, well, that is a more accurate statement. Give give us that anyways. What was going to be the? It was going to be them pretending to be Imperium, but they were going to be like zombies, and they were going to act like they were like just like <laughs> lifeless walking down the ring. And then when they got in the ring, they were going to rip off the track suits, and they were going to have their outfits on. They're going to start dancing. I love it. I love that. Supposed to be their mind games to get Imperium's head. They would have been like, you dare mock us. I like that a lot. Yep. Very good. Very, very good. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. A very long episode, but thank you, everybody, for joining us. Especially, Zach, thank you for joining us on this week's episode. I had a ton of fun. It was a pleasure. Yes, and obviously you booked an amazing NXT card where uh, now the fans can go and vote on whose card was better. So obviously what Zach did is he he thinks Raw's card is the best but you can decide what was actually the best. Was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? Was it NXT? You can head on over to our Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. There will be a pinned tweet at the top of the page where you can vote on whose was better, Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. Uh, obviously, you are here. We're all here for the collective, and we're going to be recording more stuff while we're here this weekend. Um, so what is something that people can listen to, you guys? Uh, they can listen to Independent Waters every Wednesday. Uh, we have a special episode coming up next week with the three of us. Uh, again, Ryan Knightsey is going to be joining us. This episode, actually, what, the episode you're describing is already out, I believe. Right. The really? episode before this. Sorry. Yes. It's actually the episode Sorry. is already what, uh, out. I always, I always get the dates mixed up, <laughs> especially no, when we're recording weird. right now. The timeline is we're recording this first. And this episode comes out Friday, ne- the next After Friday. After the special episode of Independent Waters, which you would have already heard with featuring Ryan And the, and the <laughs> Independent Waters episode is recording Monday after today. I'm getting a phone call, apparently. Uh, how rude of me to uh, not turn my phone off during the podcast. Uh, we're, we're recording today where the... Independent Waters episode comes out Monday, or is recorded on Monday, but released on Wednesday. And then this become this episode we're recording right now is on Friday, so very confusing. But it's already out, actually. Yes. Uh, so anyway, continue to go check that out every single Wednesday, where me and Zach Batista will uh, continue our journey through the independent wrestling sea. I can't wait, honestly, for the matches we're going to see and then describe for them well, all the matches we've already seen. Yeah. Why is that episode special? The episode is special because we were recording it live with you, and we are going to be re- reviewing uh, all of the ma- all, all of the shows we saw at the collective live. Yeah, all five shows. All five shows at the collective. It's gonna be maybe six, six. maybe or six. My bad. Because we're gonna watch. Close. They would have <laughs> again. You were you would have known that though. Time yeah. is It is sick. Yeah, <laughs> the timelines all all screwed up over here. Yeah. Um. Oh my God, my brain's all over the place. Um. Yes, and but not only that, you can also go to our YouTube channel, hit the books podcast on YouTube. And uh, we should have some episodes of a vlog we uh, recorded while we were at the collective. And go check all that out. Uh, see our journey coming down and, and around to Indianapolis. Uh, sort of like you know things we've done um, to sort of go through, and just how the we enjoyed the collective and some of the clips of stuff of you know the matches we've seen there, um, and just our immediate takeaways, I guess, of the shows. Yes, I'm very excited for that vlog to come out, and I'm very excited for everyone. To see it, so hopefully you may live vicariously through us if you couldn't make it to the collective this year. Yes, one hundred percent. We wanted to provide that for you, and we'll provide the reviews and whatnot as well. So go check that out. It should already be starting to come out, if not all come out on YouTube. Again, hit the books podcast on YouTube. Again, Zach, Zach, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Thank you for having me. 
Um, uh, I guess until next time. Is there anything else? Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave Go a review. Check out our website, hcbpod.com. Yes, definitely. And, uh, and I think that's it. Until next time, we've got two words for you. Book it. Yeah, baby. Bye, everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast. This summer's must-read mystery is Meredith Adamo's Not Like Other Girls. A girl's search for her missing classmate digs up dangerous secrets in this unputdownable feminist thriller. Perfect for fans of Veronica Mars and A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. 